0: All right, so in light of some of the recent news around the Giants' GM, Brian Sabian, I thought that I'd do today's show on Brian Sabian. And even before I get to to that, I want to just say the following. So I'm going to use the term GM or general manager kind of generically a lot of the guys who are doing baseball operations are either GMs or VPs or they have some other title. But they're kind of the guys in charge of player personnel, um, You know, hiring the managers and maybe some of the coaching, all the scouting. They oversee all that. So, so as we speak, Brian Sabian is not literally the Giants GM, but he still is in charge um, overall when it comes to player personnel and you know who the manager is going to be so uh so over the weekend, uh, the San Francisco Giants announced that Brian Sabian was no longer going to be officially the g m although he's still in charge overall, but they've uh promoted Bra- uh, Bobby Evans to g m officially because you know they want Brian Sabian to be able to travel overseas more and you know scout you know Cuba and another either past or up and coming uh, hot spots for for young talent to have untapped talent so you know I, I I'm a huge Brian Sabian fan, many of you know that from listening to Amirs and you know i po- podcast in, the, in in recent months and I always felt like I was the biggest Brian Sabian supporter around uh, I know that it's it's not sexy to have a GM, again, that's a generic term here, a GM who, is, who hasn't really done really well in the Major League Baseball draft, the amateur draft, and who has been on the wrong end of really just one trade. But overall, if you look at the big picture and, and the, the whole picture, the complete picture with, with, with Sabian is... The bottom line is, he, he has been the architect of three World Series championship teams, all with the San Francisco Giants, and all since 2010. Now, it's true that that one awful trade, which Amir and I did a podcast around, you know, with the twins, Joe Nathan and Francisco Lariano and Booth Bonser for A.J. Pruszynski, that was an awful trade for the Giants, well, looking at the big picture again, I think it's unfair to judge Sabian on that, or like a lot of people try to argue with me and say, uh, you know, use, they have this argument against Sabian that, well, you know, he, he didn't pull this trade, but he was thinking about it. You know, he didn't pull the trigger on this trade, but he seriously considered it. And, you know, ultimately, we don't know if that's true or, or not true, but... To me, if you don't pull uh, the trigger on a a deal, it's the same as not doing it, right? The the bottom line is he still didn't pull the trigger. And one trade that comes to mind, or two possible trades that were in the media a few years ago, was when the Giants' offense was awful. This was like 2008, I believe. And the Blue Jays needed pitching, and they had uh, an abundance of power hitting. The Giants had pitching and not enough power hitting or hitting, period. So, in the offseason, it was talked about how the Blue Jays were going to offer Armando Rios, uh, Alex Rios, the right fielder who was one of the better ones at that time, um, for Matt Kane, straight up. And then it kind of switched to, you know, Alex Rios for Tim Lincecum, straight up. And supposedly there were serious talks about that, but that uh the, the triggers on those on those possible trades did not occur and the Giants kept Lincecum. they kept Kane. Lincecum won two signing awards, was, you know, a, a huge contributor for two of the three Giants World Series Championships, and Matt Kane was a big contributor to two of the three Giants uh, World Champion uh, World Series Championships. And, you know, Alex Rios' career has really spiraled downhill, you know He was kind of given away to the White Sox, and then kind of given away to the Rangers, and he's not really doing much, and neither was Lincecum or Kane, but my point is, the argument is like, well, Sabian thought about doing that deal, and it would have been an awful deal, but he didn't do that deal, not for Lincecum or not for Kane. And uh, I think it's easy to be negative and go that route, especially if you're not a big supporter of someone. You could easily twist around statistics and, you know, rumors and all that to kind of get your argument across, to to prove your point. Now, I am a bottom-line person. Um, However, I am a big believer in intangibles, as many of you have heard us talk about here on, on these shows I'm a big believer in tangibles but I also feel like there is a place for tangibles, like concrete things in, in certain circumstances and ultimately I'm willing to look at all sides of things and you know, the big picture here is Brian Sabian, the architect of three World Series teams the uh, currently the longest tenured, here it goes again generic term, GM in Major League Baseball and to me, there are You know 20 other teams in baseball who wish they can say that or you know maybe even 28 who wish they can say that and they wish they can say that because it is unusual for any organization to have three championship titles in this short a span in five years and you know there are a ton of teams in baseball now who have not had a winner in a long time or even ever um, the Giants used to be one of those franchises, especially while um, since they have been in San Francisco. Uh, so Amir uh, did email me something that was really interesting, and a lot of this information I was aware of, but there were a few good tidbits that I, I had forgotten about. It was a chart from MLB Trade Rumors, and it had a list of the Brian Sabian-led uh, you know, Giants trades so this would be going back to 1996, I believe, is when the Sabian came aboard. I think it was the winter of 96 or something like that. And I think it went through up until about five years ago, maybe. It had uh, the trades where the Giants received players and who they gave up for those players under Sabian's uh, watch. And, you know, uh, again, outside of the Liriano and Nathan and Booth Bonzer trade, you know, for A.J. Pruszynski, the other trades have been really right on. you know, I, I, I often talk about, you know, the first Sabian uh, trade, which involved trading uh, Matt Williams to Cleveland for Julian Tavares, Jeff Kent, Joe Roa, uh, Jose Vizca- Vizcaeno, and I believe there was some cash involved as well. And, you know... <laughs> Brian Sabian infamously said I am not an idiot or something like that after that trade because you know Matt Williams is well loved in the Bay Area in San Francisco. You know, power hitting uh, third baseman, gold glove third baseman, good guy, good baseball man, no nonsense. But what a lot of people forget is the Giants were having a lot of issues financially like you know Barry Bonds and Matt Williams took up The you know about forty percent I believe of that current team's uh, 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 payroll, and for the Giants who did not have a a great TV deal uh, back then, no no teams really did really, and they didn't have AT and T ballpark yet. They hadn't begun winning yet. You know they had to you know give away. They're not trading Barry Bonds. So, the next best thing is Matt Williams, and they end up getting four players and cash in return and i I love talking about that trade because it, it really i think it put Brian Sabian on the map for for you know now being considered a great you know g m but also it was a it was used a lot by anti sabian folks you know hey, what are you doing? We could have gotten more and all that and Look, here's another bottom-line statement. Jeff Kent has won won an MVP with the Giants. He helped Barry Bonds, I think, win a couple couple of MVPs with the Giants. Um, He was among the leaders in that 2002 World Series um, appearance for the Giants. And he is more likely to be a Hall of Famer than Matt Williams or anyone else that was in that trade, and not even close. And I think a lot of people at the time thought, no, no way that can happen. So uh, I I think it's, it's, you know, no argument either that Jeff Kent is the greatest second baseman to ever play for the Giants organization, better than Robbie Thompson, better than really anyone else. And I'm not going to count Joe Morgan, because he was only here one season. And, you know, shortly after that, it was the white flag deal um, with the White Sox. And, you know, they got two starting pitchers and a relief pitcher in in return for a a package, a six-pack of minor leaguers. You know, Giants received Wilson Alvarez, Danny Darwin, Roberto Hernandez. Um, Roberto Hernandez, by the way, who broke Cal Ripken Jr.'s nose in an all-star team photo uh, shoot one day. Which didn't end Cal Ripken's uh, streak, by the way, but kind of a little funny tidbit. Um, and just so many others, you know, getting JT Snow for uh, Allen Watson and getting Kirk Reader and Tim Scott for, uh, you know, Mark Leiter. I mean, these are just, I mean, these are highway robbery for the Giants in a good way. You know, getting Jason Schmidt and John Underwall for uh, Ryan song, and here he here he is now, Armando Rios, right? Um, and there are just so many others. And there are lot, those are like the big trades, but there are a lot of small ones too that really help. Oh, don't forget about Rob Nan, LaVon Hernandez, and these are all great trades. And there are other ones that don't get enough publicity, but they are, you know, they, they were trades Uh, One of the ones that I often forget about, and I was reminded of this when I was looking at the chart Amir sent me, is, uh, so Jay Bell was a third baseman for the Giants, and for one season, I'm sorry, uh, David Bell was a third baseman for the Giants for one season. He came over from the Seattle Mariners for Desi Relaford. Now, um, before that trade occurred, the Giants traded... Sean Estes to the New York Mets for Shinzo and Desi Relaford. And the Giants were able to trade Relaford to the Mariners in return for David Bell. Now, I do remember at the time, a lot of folks in Seattle were really upset that, you know, why are they just getting Desi Relaford alone for David Bell? Even though David Bell had like one year left on his contract and some other drama going on there. But you know that's a, that's uh, they pulled the trigger on that trade, and David Bell was a huge contributor to a great Giants team that season, and he did so well. I mean, the numbers can be deceiving. This is where intangibles can come into play. He only hit, I believe, two fifty, but he just seemed to come up with a lot of big hits, including in the playoffs. And I think the Philadelphia Phillies saw enough of that where they gave him like, a three-year deal after uh, that season was over. Um, but that's often a trade that I forget about, and I think many, you know, forget about, too, just by the mere fact that it's not really talked about. You know, it's, it's easy to talk about these other great transactions involving Jason, Jason Schmidt and Kirk Reeder and J.T. Snow and the white flag deal and all that. It's easy to talk about how they threw away a good potential young relief pitcher, Jeremy Ocardo, to the Toronto Blue Jays for Shea Hillenbrand, right? You know, Ocardo had a great half a season with the Blue Jays, nothing more than that. You know, in that white flag trade, you know, there was a young uh, infielder, last name Caruso, who did okay his rookie season, but nothing after that. Bobby Aury, who was in that trade, in the white flag deal, had a decent, you know, set-up guy, kind of middle relief career. Really, the only guy who had, you know, a great career, for the most part, was Keith Folk. He was an all-star closing pitcher. You know, A's, uh, Red Sox, and a few other teams, White Sox. Um, I also want to see the Blue Jays. I may be mistaken there, but... So, I mean, looking at all these transactions, I mean... The guys the Giants got back in Brian Sabian led trades, you know, JT Snow, uh, Gold Glover multiple times over, Kirk Reeder, you know, the all-time winningest left handed starter in Giants history, San Francisco Giants history. Um, you know, and these are guys who are just, you know, well loved uh, locally as well. Um I mean it's one thing to be a, a great contributor, but it's, it's nice to be able to go outside of that and be in touch with the, with the local fan base. Um, and, of course, Jason Schmidt, who uh, came in, I think, twice, uh, runner-up in NL Cy Young Award while with the Giants. Uh, it's easy to focus on those. It's easy to focus on, okay, they gave up Jeremy Ocardo for Shea Hillenbrand, or they gave up you know Joe Nathan and Francisco Lariano and only got A.J. And his and his headache for only a year. Um, but the reality is, um, overall, the trades involving the Giants and others, as you know, while Sabians led the Giants organization, have really been not only great for the Giants, but really lopsided as well. And I don't know too many GMs who can say that but that amount of regularity, with that amount of success, and I don't know if dominance is a good word for this, because we're not, we're talking about like, you know, GM activity and not on- the field stuff, but i, I I'm, I'm thinking of the word dominance. I think it's a, it's a sufficient word. so so I am a huge I mean I, I love Brian Sabian, and I've had arguments over the years with my dad and with some other friends about how you know, how good he has been. you know I, I had this uh, friend I grew up with who I kind of gotten got in touch with a few years ago with this job we're doing together. And he told me, this is three years ago, you know, the spring of 2012, he said, Brian Sabian is an awful GM. Look at the numbers, right? And that's after one World Series title under his belt. Well, since then, they've won two more, right? So I know the draft has been sexy. I know about one, one and a half trades have not been sexy. But the three World Series titles, the countless uh, playoff appearances, uh, and there are, there is recent success with drafting Bumgarner, Posey, Lincecum, Joe Panic, you know, and you know these are the guys who are on, who have been on the big league roster already, and who have contributed contributed greatly to the big league roster. Um, but it is easy to go back and look at the, you know, the the awful draft. Uh, choices, especially early, and especially in the first round, especially among those who are hopefully you know going to contribute as outfielders. Right, the Giants have not drafted a starting outfielder in a very long time, unless I'm just forgetting someone really obvious. I cannot think of one. You know, in Sabian's uh, uh, regime, and you know it's been a while before that. Um. So, you know, even though Brian Sabian is still heading the Giants as far as player personnel and all that good stuff, there is a little bit of a a turn happening here with Bobby Evans officially as the GM and taking a bigger role. Brian Sabian, I'm not sure if he's taking on a uh, a lesser role, but he is taking on a different role, which is kind of the first step of the Giants kind of moving forward without Brian Sabian. And I think a lot of this has been his choice. Um, Knowing him as well as I do Which I don't know him personally But I've heard him um, interviewed a lot And I've read articles on him He's really a no-nonsense guy Um, And, you know, I can see this being A big, you know, a lot of his own Kind of the best for him And slowly transitioning out in this way Versus like someone with an ego Who wants to hold on to that GM kind of title And like, you know even though it's not really there, um, something he could fully commit to, travel-wise and otherwise. So, so guys, uh, thank you for listening.